Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Right, why don't you, uh, if you brought your Bible with you this morning, get into the book of Genesis with me, chapter 12, and... uh, we're going to do some stuff around that. This morning, had a great time in the first service. It's going to be wonderful going back to one. I can already anticipating the atmosphere that's going to build in this church as we all gather back together as one people in one service, as great as it has been to do two to allow church to grow and expand. It's time to grow and expand differently now and that is part of that is coming back together for the one morning service make sure you also come along tonight the Sunday evening services have been life-changing like literally life-changing people are getting saved getting delivered of demonic oppression and all sorts of nonsense that's been plaguing them for ages and so come tonight we're having a special worship set we're mixing it up it's going to be wonderful And God is really turning up in the evening services because we're turning up intentionally with faith um, to see wonderful things happen. And I'm believing for you tonight as you turn up, you're going to find a new level of freedom um, in your life and you'll find a new depth of relationship with Jesus Christ. And just once a day isn't enough. Sunday is a day for the Lord. We should give it to Him. All of it. Not a little bit. Not tokenism, but if it's God's day, it's God's day. Anyway, totally different message. But anyway, so we, this, is the, this is what we're, we're finishing up our planted or potted series this morning. So the, this morning we're looking at, at we can be planted in promises or potted in problems. We can be planted in promises or we can be potted in problems. And the contrast between being planted and being potted is the contrast between a tree growing in a forest and a tree that is dying in your living room for lack of water and in a tiny little pot. There's a, there's a stark contrast between being planted in the earth as a tree and, and planted in a pot. And there's a stark contrast between a believer who was planted in the promises of God's kingdom and is living from that place or who was planted in the pot of a problem and trying to draw life from that place. You'll never draw life from a problem. It'll do all it can to suck you dry of life and vision and dreams and to get you all root bound and and all seized up. But uh, if you're living in a promise, you're drawing from the eternal resource that is God's kingdom. Now, this is the thing. There's two paths to walk. You can have a problem without promise or you can have a promise with a problem. That is the options that we kind of have. So the idea is to make your suffering count. Like, what are you suffering for and is it worth suffering for? Is is what you're going through in life right now worth suffering for? And if it is not, simply start living for Jesus Christ in the cause of the kingdom and you will find any amount of pain, any amount of setback, any amount of suffering that you have to go through is deeply planted into this eternal reward that is found in heaven. If you're just living for a problem, you're going to find problem after problem and life gets, you get run down by life. 
But God has called you to live from a promise. Live anchored into an eternal promise that He has spoken over your life. And it is this promise that comes, that keeps shooting life into you, that keeps injecting life into you, that keeps pulling you back to your true north, that keeps rising you from your feet because there's eternal life in God's promises. And they come with problems attached. They're free on the side. You don't have to do anything to get them. They will turn up. Muhammad Ali said this, potentially after Joseph Parker, the greatest heavyweight boxer who ever lived. Go Joseph, he's on tonight actually. But uh, he was, he was, you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, revolutionized boxing. And his perspective on his training was this, I don't start counting until it starts hurting. In other words, I'm making no progress until I'm in pain. I'm not getting anywhere until I'm in pain. So when he would start doing his sit-ups, he didn't start counting sit-ups until the first one that hurt. When he started doing bicep curls, he didn't start counting the reps until the first one started hurting. When he started doing squats, you know, with the weight on his shoulders, he didn't start, none of them counted until he started to feel pain. And when the pain kicked in, he knew he was making progress because there was progress in the pain. There was no progress where there was no pain. There was maintenance, but the kingdom of God isn't maintaining. The kingdom of God is advancing. The kingdom of God is taking ground. The life of the Christian is not one of maintenance. It's one of growth. Resistance training is good for you. That's when you pick up something heavy and there's resistance. One, because it's heavy. Two, there's gravity working against you as well. It's like getting out of bed in the morning. I'm heavy and gravity's working against me. It's resistance training just to get vertical. But once you're up, the hard work's over. You're off. You know, you can walk around and get your life sorted. So just getting up in the morning out of bed, you've beaten one of the greatest battles of your day. You're way out in front because there's some people right now that are still horizontal snoring. You're in church, breaking chains, getting free, getting filled with the power of God. Why? Because you got over the resistance of being horizontal. You got over the resistance of being, of being asleep. And, and you, you sat up and you got up and your feet got you to the car and your car got you to church. So this idea of wanting to escape problems is, um, is crazy. Because Jesus promised us we would have problems of many kinds. The Apostle Paul told us actually to consider it pure joy. When you face trials, so if you're in a trial, turn it into joy. Consider it pure joy because there's a promise of God attached to every trial you go through if it's in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I'm an ambassador in chains. Like, this is not bad news, this is good news. For everything you suffer for, every, every growth struggle you go through, every um, spiritual battle you go through, every physical battle you go through in the name of Jesus Christ is storing up for your treasures in heaven where moth and mold cannot destroy it and the thief cannot steal it. That's why God said don't invest your life storing up for yourself treasures here on earth because rust will get it, moth will get it, and someone will pinch it. He says store it up in heaven. Invest your life for an eternal reward. You're going to face trials. Just use it for an eternal glory, for an eternal reward. 
So we see this, that when God calls people, he calls us from promise. All through the Bible, and we're going to start in a minute in Genesis 12, that God calls people from a place of promise. Not to a place of promise, like if you do this then. He's like, no, this is the promise over your life. Start to walk in it. Like if you behave, then I'll give you a promise. And if you give enough money, I'll give you a promise. If you, if you do what you're told, no, no, he's like, this is the promise over your life. My, my, my call to you is to start to walk in your promise that it may turn in to a reality. So he says this in, in Genesis 12, and this is the Lord um, calling Abraham, but I'm just going to call him Abraham because for the, most of the Bible, he's referred to as Abraham. Um, the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And then he lays this promise on him. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless you, bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse, and all people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. This is the promise that God spoke into Abraham's life that was the promise that he was to remain planted in through all the problems that were going to face him as this promise was outworked in his life. Like problems are the great outworking place of, of God's promises for our life. Gosh, there's a lot of peas in this message. <laughs> but it, is, it, it kind of just is. It is what it is. And we can, maybe we can use energy trying to, trying to escape a problem, or we can use energy to beat a problem. And God has put everything in front of you for you to beat. Nothing isn't put in front of you for it to beat you. He put a lion in front of David to beat. He put a bear in front of David to beat. He put a Goliath in front of David to beat. He, put all, he puts problems in your way, not so they can beat you, but so you can find out who you are. I'm a lion slayer. I'm a bear slayer. I'm a giant killing you know, devil-destroying beast. All these things in your way are to prove to you who you really are. Addiction is to, pr- to prove to you you can beat it. Low self-esteem is there to prove to you you can beat it. You know, issues in your life are in there to prove to you who you really are. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And I say amen to that. There's things in your life that are there, financial problems, relationship problems, Like you can't have a pearl without a bit of sand in you. But so often we're like, God, take the sand. He's like, a pearl goes with it. A pearl goes with it. I can take it, but a pearl pearl leaves with the sand. Oh, but give me the sand. Give me more. No, no, one, a grain's enough. A grain at a time. You know, take away the pressure. I'll take, but I'll take the diamond with it. No, take away the fire, but I I take the gold with it. This is the life of the believer. It's not, this is why it's worth living. Because it's real and it's authentic. And you know, when you when you beat some stuff in your life, it's like, give me, give me the battlefield. Like the 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 horse and the chariot and like saddle me up. Like the like the war horse. It 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 doesn't want to be in the pasture. It doesn't want to be. 
eating grain. It wants to be running at the enemy. It's like I've got someone to put under my hooves. I've got a battle to win in front of me. I've got something to run over in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm no gonna, longer going to let problems run me over, addiction run me over, marriage things run me over, people run me over. I'm not going to run over people, but the whole point is I'm going to stand in the victory that Christ Jesus has purchased me and consider it pure joy when I face trials because he's forging in me this beast of a person that without the fight, they wouldn't come to the fore. Muhammad Ali, he was training not for the sake of training. He was training to be the heavyweight champion of the world, to wear the belt. You know, like the fake plastic belt, not even gold. And Paul says in the Bible, you know, athletes, they beat their bodies to claim a worldly prize. He's like, train yourself to claim the heavenly prize. If people are prepared to go through that, to claim a plastic belt, like how much more should a Christian be going forward to claim an eternal prize that is in heaven, that awaits us, you know, for Jesus Christ to hand to us our crown, our reward. You know, whatever it looks like, it won't be some tacky, you know, world wrestling bout. It'll be gold forged through the trials and the fires of your life. It'll be gems forged through getting over the irritation and the sand. It'll be diamonds forged because you absorbed the pressure. You sucked it up and you took it on. You're like... You know what? This is uncomfortable and this is difficult, but it's forging something in me. And the devil is going to regret the day he put me through the mill because I'm going to come out the other end with a bat in my hand to whack him around the ears. Like, get it? You know, like, you don't start counting. You start counting when, when the pain kicks in. When life, life kicks in. Like, I've watched Sarah have babies. They don't count until the pain kicks in. Like every woman's like, uh-huh, it doesn't, nothing's happening until it starts to hurt. Then you know there's hope. It's a true story. You know when the pain kicks in, when that when it when it gets when it starts to get real fiery, you know there's hope because the end's in sight. The end's in sight when it gets real gnarly. The end, like you're right at the point of your breakthrough when, it's, when you're going through the fire. You're right at the point of your miracle when you think, I can't take it anymore. Another voice says to you, you're right on the verge of your miracle. You're right on the verge of giving birth to a dream, birth to a destiny, birth to a new season. You're right on the edge of it. Don't cower back and shrink away from the pain. I say, thank you, Jesus. It is not by might, it is not by strength, but it is by your power at work within me that I'm going to move through this. And do it. So in Genesis 12, Abraham, he goes on this journey of obedience and God says, go to a land that I will show you. He had to leave his father's household behind. And too many men hold on to the bad habits of their fathers. 
to the way our fathers raised us, to the example our fathers showed us. And I've got a good father who showed me good examples, but I've got things from my father that I need to let go because they're not good for me to take into the future. And stop living under the shadow of your father. Stop living under his disapproval. Stop living under whether, you know, will dad be happy? Well, ask God if he's happy about you. Ask his opinion on, get him to work on your self-esteem and and things like that. But he says to Abraham, you're not going to find your promise living under the cloud of your pagan God-worshipping father. He worshipped the Aztecs, the sun god. You're not going to find the call of God living under the shadow or or the, the umbrella of some worldly asset, some worldly idea, some worldly God, some worldly structure. God is calling you out today to start to live exclusively for the kingdom of God. Flip, not like a minute 30. I will make you into a great nation. And I will, as you start to walk, you begin, the promise begins to become a reality, but the problems that are associated with the promise also become a reality. Abraham and his nephew, Lot, hey, uncle, oh, can I come for the walk? He's like, sure. Do you have people in your life that you need because they're going to help make you the person that you need to become? You'll find your potential is tied up in people all around you. You are not the entire jigsaw puzzle. You are an integral part to it, but so is everyone else around that piece. God has got people around your life to call out the gold in you, to call out the destiny in you, to call out the promise in you, to help you get back up when you fall. As the, if, you know, the Bible says even the righteous, though they fall seven times, surely they rise. Micah says, even though my enemies gloat around me, surely I will rise. Surely the Lord will be my light. You need people around you who are going to encourage you and keep shoving you into the promise of God. Keep pushing you into the promise of God. It is the very best thing for you is to be planted and building your life upon the promises that God has for you. Don't sell out and live for something other than Jesus Christ. But even as God's promise became a reality in Abraham's life, the problem still came with it. He prospered him so much, so greatly that Abraham and Lot had to part company. Their their shepherds and their herdsmen were fighting out in the back paddocks over whose flocks and herds got the pasture. You know, even when you think, man, if God just blessed me, if God just gave me financial increase, if God just did this and did that, then it would all be sweet. No, it's just a new world of new problems to solve. We can't live with that, the mindset of, you know, one day when, no, today now. Not one day when, no, today now, I'm going to do what God calls me to do. I'm going to step out of the old and step into the new. I'm going to get out of the pot of my problem and start planting myself in the promise that God has for me because that gives every problem purpose. It gives every amount of pain, you know, purpose. It gives every trial destiny when we're planted on the promise. Jesus, you know, it said of Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy of the promise of the salvation of humanity, that was the promise that is right here. You will, every nation will be blessed through you. That is the promise of Jesus Christ being, you know, coming to earth and of Jesus Christ. It was the joy before him. 
You and I, the salvation of humanity, that he, that he took on the problem of the cross, the problem of persecution. And God is with you in that place. He was not, he's not going to leave you nor forsake you, but he does want to make you. He said to Peter the fisherman, leave your nets, come follow me and I will make you. He says to Abraham through here, I will make you, I will make you, I will make you. He's the God who's making you. You're in the process of being made. The problem is the making process, the forging process. You should have the fingerprints of God all over you, not just, you know, one on your back as you're trying to run away from the call of God, but you should have His fingerprints wrapped all around you, on your thoughts, on your heart, on your body, because He's a God who makes us, who creates us, who forges us, who molds us, and who is the pot to say back to the potter, why have you made me this way? You've got what you need. You've got what it takes. Stop living in pots of problems and start planting yourself in the promises of God. You will grow and you'll flourish. The Bible says that even in their old age, they will stay fresh and green. They will, they will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar from Lebanon, straight and true, planted in the house of the Lord, planted in the courts of God, planted in the promises of God. That is where you truly come alive. My heart for you, my heart for this church, my heart for Topol. It's not people with perfect problem-free lives, but people who are planted in the promises of God, who are weathering the storms, who are sucking up the heat, but who are also rejoicing in the Lord because they've experienced His hand of redemption. They've experienced His hand of deliverance. They've experienced His hand of provision, His hand of guidance, His, His hand of protection over their life. But you need protecting when you're on the battlefield. You need provision when you're in, in lack. You need, you need these things when you're in a time of need. And He's the God this morning who wants to make you take the raw product of your life, the clay of your life. And He's like, if you just give it over to me this morning, if you just give me your life this morning, see what I would do with it. You've tried to do it your own way. But if you just trust unto me your life, if you just trust unto me the creator of the heavens and the, and the earth, of the entire universe, if you trust unto me your life like Pearl Williams did, if you trust unto me your life like Sam did, like Summer did, like Ryan did, like Luke, if you trust unto me your life, just see what I will make from it. Just see the promises that I will breathe into you, the destiny that shall break forth. You can trust Him. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.